we left off last week. On what page, please? Um, which one do you have? Yours is 47. So we left off last week talking about uh, blindness and willful blindness. Remember we had uh, Yafit's question about being willfully blind and how if a person is willfully blind or blind, they can make critically terrible mistakes. They can make this case which will impact their lives, which will impact their families' lives. And really, that a person who goes through life without thinking through what they need to be doing, how they need to be acting, they could end up um, missing the boat in life, missing their personal purpose. So says says says, if it's so obvious that a person should think out, should contemplate what they're doing in this world, how they're acting in this world, what they, what's good for them, what's bad for them, a, a person should be analyzing. Actually, I was speaking to someone today. Told me that the person told me every night before they go to sleep, they write out their day. They actually write out what they did that day, and they, they look at their writings and they analyze. You know, how are they doing? And if it's so obvious that there's many things in life that we could be doing better or that we're not even paying attention to, which could have tremendously negative effects, or that there are things we're doing right, and if we would reinforce them, we would do a lot better, why is it that we don't do this? As we said, if a person doesn't do this, they're like, they're, they could be like a person walking on the banks of a ferocious river, blind, and the chances are they will mess up. So the the MS is the Tachbulis of the Yitzhar of Aramaso is to make people very busy. We have jobs, babies, children, demands. Life is busy. Things are going on. Until they don't have the bandwidth, the spirit. You know, and she would say, "Achab nishkoyach," of strength. And I can't. I'm, I'm too tired, Rabbi. I mean, I'm busy. I don't have time to think about this. Which is, beiza derech hamahol. They don't think about where they're going. Kimiot kiodeyahu. What the Yitzhara knows is she ulule ayusamim libab kimat kot ar darcheihem. If a person would just pay a little bit more attention, how are they doing? How are they acting? What am I, how, what, what's going on? Right? Immediately, a person would look and do better in their actions. If they look over, how is my marriage? How am I being as a parent? How am I being as a child? How am I being as a friend? I, how am I dealing with, with pressures in life? And they would just not, not when they would think over beforehand, not when they're under the gun. And, you know, one of my rebbeim once told me, told me that you can't beat a test when you're in the middle of it. It's like going into a boxing match without preparation. The way you're successful is by, pre, by beating it ahead of time. You have to think about it ahead of time. How could I do better next time? What, what should I be doing? What, what am I successful in? Because you're in the middle of it, it's extraordinarily hard. And the Yitzhahara knows if a person would think about these things, they would immediately be in a better state, uh, um, situation and they can reconsider improper actions 
And people regret the things they do wrong. And they can start a path to completely leave their, their, their sinful or negative uh, actions. This is what like Paro Harasha did. Sha'amar. Paro, when he saw that Moshe Rabbeinu came, and he said, let us go. Where did Moshe say? say send my people out. If you're too busy thinking. They call his one. So power trying to give him so much work. They'd be so busy. They'd have no time to think about it. There'd be no time to, to do it. He would give them constant and unremitting uh, uh, work. Um, Yetzar is very smart. He knows that if a person thinks, thinks, they'll do better. You know, I speak to, I, 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 even on Monday, I had lunch with a uh, pretty, pretty uh, successful, a very successful individual. And I mean, Jews intermarried. But, like, you know, so you speak to the person, like, I think you're alive, I'm very busy. You know, it's interesting, though, actually, this guy is a guy who is talking about, it's not about politics and how, like, liberals aren't thinking. Like, <laughs> he's, like, a more conservative person. All his friends are liberals. It's like, they can't think out of the box about uh, the election. They're so caught up in it. They're not thinking about it. So then I, 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 I turned the table on him. I said, oh, you know, what about you? A little bit more Torah, a little more mitzvahs. You know, davening, this and that. So I'm very busy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very busy. So he starts telling me, you know, to hear the schedule. You don't have time for anything. Uh, it's how it does is it makes us very busy. You know, very busy. You can have, you know, you can, you, you can have so many things you don't have time to think about it. And that's why a person doesn't, you know, if you ask, is davening important? Yeah. So why don't you think about how to work on that? I'm very busy. You know, is is is. Uh, your relationships with the people you, you care about, is that important? Yeah. So why do you think, how could I do better? Now, my wife's a lot better than me. I'm telling you, honestly, I can, I, I'm, I'm unabashed. She is much better than I am. She, I don't know where she has time. I really don't, to be honest. I really don't. Uh, I mean, but I'm positive either she, that, that she thinks about our marriage more than I think about it. She, she actually will do things to... Make it better. I mean, she does a great job, but I mean, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way that she does certain things without thinking about it. You know, there's, you know, I should learn. I try to learn from her how to do that. Actually, you know, because she's, you know, as busy as if you think about it, think about this. Anyone who's married knows that marriage is the most important thing in your life. If your marriage is not good, your life is not good. If your marriage is not good, your world to come is not as good. If if you're a child, you know, you're taking care of your parents. You know, think. How can I take care of my parents? If you're, you got to think about it. I mean, but you imagine that most people don't think about these things. They go through life. They're already they're, they're busy. They have a job. They have kids. You know, they have a situation in life. They don't think about it. Let's say a person's not married. So you think, okay, I have to make the best situation. So many people they just go through life and they don't think about how can I do better? What should I be doing? <laughs> how should I be acting? Right? Should I be looking to change certain things in my life? Right? A person, but you know, we get caught up in it. You get caught up in job. Get caught up if you have 
kids, you have kids, if you, if you get caught up in taking care of other things you have in life, and really the things, what we're in this world for, <laughs> why we're here, the most important things, we tend not to even think about. You know, I, I, I can't tell you how crazy it is, how insane it is. I speak to people who don't even, who cannot answer me why they're in this world. Now, I'm not talking about, can they tell me what their job is? I'm not talking about whether they, they can tell me, you know, uh, which sports teams or which politicians they like, or they have opinions on things. They all have opinions on things. And they all have jobs, largely. <laughs> but they have no idea what they're doing. So you speak to them like, you know, do you believe in God? Believe in God. Okay, so tell me, you know, what are you doing for God? What, how are you doing in life? It's like, ah, I really don't. So they'll tell you it's things are important. Like you push them. Well, what are you doing about it? Like, how are you improving about it? I, I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm very busy. I'm very, but how about us? So let's look. All of us know Shabbos is important. Marriage is important. Uh, uh, davening is important. Benching is important. Right? How many of us thought how to do better in it ever? Uh, how many of us think about, you know, if we all have character traits that we can work on. Some of us have problems with depression or sadness. Some of it's anger or anxiety. Some of it's laziness. Some of it's that so we can be leaders and we fail to push ourselves. Some of it's that we're too, in, you know, into our own comforts. We don't want to exert. I mean, there's a million things we can be working on or doing better in, but most people don't think about it. We're just get caught up in the rat race of our own personal lives. How, how do you really find time for that? Uh, how do you find time? Just like you find time to eat. If you, if you prioritize this, if you cannot imagine not doing this, if, 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 if you will make time. You know what you don't have time for? When you, you know, if, if you're hungry, you'll, you'll leave the, the, your, your, the iPhone or the email. <laughs> if your baby's crying, in your case, you make you, you have a lot more things. Also, you have, you have time, right? You know, so you make time. You, 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 if it's you, big things first. There's nothing more important than this. It's, you make time. <laughs> you make time. Just like you know, I saw somebody on Sunday. Person lost thirty pounds. So what happened to you? It's not a member here. What happened to you? you got di- type type two diabetes. Type two diabetes. Lost thirty pounds. Change his whole diet. Now you tell me you like certain foods, <laughs> like certain lifestyle, but if you have to, you, you, you do it. I mean, by the way, that's a good example. If you would have exercised and thought about eating healthy before, you know, type 2 diabetes, how do you get type 2 diabetes? Anyone know? How do you get it? We have a, how? It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's lifestyle. It's lifestyle and diet. What? Bad lifestyle. Bad lifestyle, so no exercise, you know, eating foods you shouldn't be eating. And how does a person end up there? They're not thinking ahead of time, right? What, what shouldn't I be doing? And now, now this person has to think every time before they eat. For the rest of their life, they're going to be thinking every time before they eat. Right? For the rest of their life, they're going to be thinking every single time before, before, before they eat. Um, you know, there's a million things why people make decisions, you know, they don't think, you know, whether it's marriage or, or, or job decisions, and you don't think beforehand, there's consequences. So how do you make time? You, you realize that this is more important than anything else. And certainly, you know, you, everyone needs time to think. That's ridiculous. I'm not saying you're ridiculous. But it's ridiculous for us to not take the time, by the way, coming to this class is, 
or, any, or learning the Sefer makes you think about your life. And that's the point. When you learn Musr, you think about your life. And you start applying it to you, actually, in the ideal world of Musr, in Yeshiva, you learn the Sefer yourself. And the reason why Revolva, for example, would say uh, that when you learn Musr yourself, you can't talk about a third person. It's you and yourself. Usually in Yeshivas, you start with a study party of a Chabrusa. So you learn Gemara, you start screaming, oh, the Gemara says this, the Gemara says this. No, Taisa says this, Taisa says this, back and forth. But when you learn Musr, it's always you and yourself. You know why? Because then you're talking to yourself. This is what I got to do. So, you know, <laughs> if a person comes to a lecture, talking about somebody, it's me. How am I going to do better in my davening? How am I going to do better in my interpersonal relationship? How am I going to be happier? You know, how am I going to be more of a leader? How am I make the most of my life? You know, I'm say, I say brachas every day. I say blessings. Why shouldn't I be doing it better? But the Yitzhahara makes us so busy. He's very experienced. And in life, wherever we are, whatever we do, there will be there is the Yitzhahara. How is a person going to be successful to beat the Yitzhahara? Through much wisdom and great foresight. And the way you get that, right, is by studying works like this and then, then applying it to our own lives. And then applying it into our, into our, own, in our own lives. Humashanavi Soiveach Voime, this is Chagai. Chagai is one of the 12 minor prophets, one of the last prophets. Simu Levavchem Aldarchechem. Put your mind over your ways. How are you doing? Remember I said last week, Ed Kach, mayor of New York. How am I doing? He used to go as the mayor of New York. He used to ask you, how am I doing? How am I doing? You know, as the mayor of New York, how am I doing? Yeah. And we have to say, how are we doing? How am I doing today? How am I doing? Am I doing well? And if I'm not doing well, I don't just keep doing the same thing over and over. If you're not successful in business, you've got to change your business strategies. If you, if you want to get something done and it's not going well, you've got to change course. You know, if, if, you're, you're, if, so, if you're not praying well every day, if, you're not, if your Shabbos is boring, if your marriage is stale, if you're having fights with relatives, all relatives, not one bad person, you're just a cantankerous person, something's got to change. You're not doing, you don't just keep going on the same track. If people don't like you, you know, something's, it's something about you. You've got to figure out, how am I doing better? It's okay. All of, all of us have things to work on. That's, that's why we're in this world. But to be blinded to that, to be so caught up that you just never fix that, the wise old men say in Mishle, Al Titen Shena Leinecha, Usnuma Laafapecha, Hinatso Kitsvi Miyad, right? Miyad, this is a person who is, um, if, you, you know, you, if you're just too tired to think it over, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're just, you're pushing off just too tired. Push yourself. If things are going poorly, you know, if things are going crazy, I just actually, I don't get two details, but someone just called me out, someone getting divorced, like a whole shebang. I'm like, you know, it's so much easier before you're divorced to deal with situations. It's like crazy. Like, it's fighting and this and that. You know, you want to, you want to, you think about it ahead of time, right? Like, right, this week I had to stop dealing with this. Right? You think ahead of time. Right? You have a bat, your business is not going well. You know what? Once you close the business, does it come back too quickly? No way. 
Your business closes, it's gone. Right? Don't let things fail. Don't, you know, you want to get somewhere in life. Think ahead, I'm tired, I'm tired. You're tired, right? Person goes, goes ahead and, and has opportunities to, to work on themselves. Even coming to a show like this, by the way, tonight. Actually, funny, last week I think there were two, twice as many people. Not, you know, at least twice as many people last week. 20, 20% people. Right? Could be other things going on tonight. But the point is, you come to a show, you can be tired, you're busy. You know, you have things to do. You know, you, know, you can stay home. You, you, that's a tough day at work. So whether you come to a show like this, or you do most, you have to do with this. You know, you're, if you're tired, you, you can't, it's not an excuse to think about your life. To just go through life without thought. So the show says, push yourself. You know, anyone, if you're going through the day, you didn't eat. You stuff, at least you, even if you're exhausted, you make yourself eat before you go to sleep. And yet, how do you walk in this world and not use your brain the whole day? To look over our lives. To think what life is really about. Yeah. So that's why I said a, a few weeks ago, there's three steps. One is the knowledge of Masar. Number two is, which is the knowledge of how, what a person should be doing. Number two is the, your own personal cheshvan. So everyone in this room, including myself, we all have different areas of weaknesses, different strengths, different angles, different natures, different nurtures, different life situations, right? So we have to see how it applies to us. So step one is the gross knowledge, I mean the, the great knowledge about what a person should be doing, what a person should be thinking, how we should be acting, how we should serve Hashem. Then how, where are we holding today? <laughs> how it applies to us. And number three is to inculcate that. So once you have the first two, inculcate means if you, let, let's say a person, you know, you, come, you, you learn Mitzvah Sasharim, you look at your life and you say to yourself, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll pick two topics just because I mentioned it right now. Uh, every morning I wake up, it takes me two hours to get to bed. And it takes me, uh, and, and until I get dressed, I waste a lot of time. Okay? So you'll, now that you know that, and now that you're aware of that, you'll start making plans, concrete, how to work on it. And you'll, you'll make that part of your regimen to work on that. That's your project. You, can, you know, I remember when I was in yeshiva, so I was speaking to one of the to the mashkiach haramat sel sam and mashkiach liquid. So when you're younger, you learn. When you get when you, when you when you pick something you feel you work you, you you have to work on, you just work on. If someone has an anger problem, you work on anger. Anger is your problem is your is your project, and you focus on that. And you have you have your you're gonna dive into Hashem not to be angry. You're gonna learn books about anger. You're gonna strategize and plan. Once you see the things you need to work on, you pick the big thing or two, and you work on that. Let's say, you know, marriage, right? So you, have, you look at your marriage, you know, I have a good marriage, but it can be better. Right? It can be better. So you're going to think, you know, remember my seventh grade bread from the, you know, my wife? Got me. I, I had seventh grade bread a few weeks ago, I didn't bring it back, it was very good. You know? So I used to say, my wife, she's Sadekis, you know, and I, again, she's not perfect, and, uh, but she's better than I am, right? So, um, she's close to perfect. I, uh, she's darn good. But she's not perfect. Like, all of us. Well, no, she's not. She's, I can't, she, I, she's quite, but she, like, she look, you know, she make me breakfast. You know, seven grade, you know, so excited, excited. seven grade bread, eggs, coffee. It was great. Great. 
So you know what? Let's say I'm looking at my wife. She's great. And what am I going to do at marriage? Like, so I got to do more. So let's say I come to the realization. Now that I'm thinking about it, really, I should do more. <laughs> right? I got to do more for my wife. She does so much for me. So now I'm going to think about it. Like, am I, am I like, what could I do more? I can feed the baby in the middle of the night. About <laughs> 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 the baby. Thank God is, you know, my wife can feed. You know, like, I think, like, what should I be doing to do more for my wife? I think I'm pretty good, but I can, I'm sure. Right? Uh, you're, you're taping me like this out here. You're putting me on the line. I'm being taped over here. Flowers? Maybe tapes, flowers, breakfast. And that could be right. Maybe I should make her breakfast and make all the kids breakfast like she does. Like, you know, and give her a week off. I mean, that may be right. I'm not saying I'm going to do that, but maybe right. <laughs> <laughs> they should do that. No, jokes aside, really. Just say, yeah, but you, you may, that's what I have to think about. Like, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not going to coast in my marriage, you know. I'll be honest. Usually, what happens to the person is is, in, and this is true. Usually, if something if you're on the dumps, you know. Again, I get the, I, 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 when I have people calling me. Typically, it's when they they car crash, right? They car crash in marriage. They car crash with their children. They car crash with their health. They car crash at their job. You know, it's not when it's I, I'm, I'm married. I could do better. Uh, my children. It's going great. They, they're not expelled from school. They're getting bees, but how am I going to get them to be even better? I very rarely would get such calls, uh, if never. Uh, you know, a uh, person's good, doing good, wants to give charity. I like to look over my house and give more charity, do more chesed. Right? So, so, of course, if you're crashing, you have to deal with the crash first. But ideally, a person works in their life and says, oh, I can do better in this area, I can do better in this area. But you have focal areas, and then really you pick a couple of big things at a time, and you focus on those. And you make that your project. So if somebody, actually somebody from one of the other synagogues uh, in the Bay Area told me today, he, I, I motivated him a few years ago when I spoke about being happy, that if you're not happy, you won't be successful in any other thing. So the person told me, I was, again, I don't remember which even speech it was, but apparently he heard me. And he said, he thinks about that, like if he's not happy, he won't be successful in any, in any other area. And that's true. So if you're not happy, you got to pick that first because if you're not happy, you know, if you're... So this person actually, you know what came into play? The person told me that, that even with sleep, if he gets too little sleep, the person becomes edgy. And so now that happiness is in his mind, it's something he needs to have, he'll go to sleep earlier. And if something's bothering his happiness, he'll try... And I, and I'm not sure how much the person's working. I just... But this morning, somebody told me this today. <laughs> somebody told me this today. So it's on my mind. He told me, uh, they got this idea from me, which is great. I, you know, everyone has their things. I worked for one, for one, on one thing at one point in my life for like five years. Literally five years. Uh, and I'm still far from uh, accomplishments. Uh, Maisha Feinstein, Zatzal, the greatest stage in America the past 40 years. Uh, says, uh, you know, they said that he, he, had, he was tremendous, patient, Never got angry. Like, like one of his, he once got a new safe for a beautiful script. Someone knocked ink over it right away. He just worked on it. Didn't blink. Someone once closed the door on his finger. Crazy story. He was driving. You know, he was, he was, someone would be driven. Someone closed the door and it slammed his finger. He didn't scream. And it didn't want to embarrass the person. So someone asked him, Aisha, you know, how is it that you never get angry? He says, he looks at him, he says, you know, this was in his, it was in his 80s. He says, I'm an old man. I worked for many years on it. But many years ago, I wasn't like this. It means that he worked for years. Right? There's something that we need to do. So the, you, to answer your question is you take the knowledge, 
you look at your own life, right? You look at your own life, and uh, then you, the, the, you, you apply it, right? If, if something speaks to you, if, you're, if you have an epiphany that you need to work on prayer or on benching, you know, on the contrary, I, I would say if you have anything, idea, write it down, put a sticky note, I'm going to work on this. You know, my, my wife, my kids, she has some things, also about sitting on the wall, this week we're speaking quietly. Now, don't get me wrong. You think my kids speak quietly after that? Things well, becomes a project. You know why she picked this to be quietly? Because they're not speaking quietly. This week we won't kill each other. <laughs> right? You know, this week, that's the point. You look at the house, like what needs to be done? And sometimes life dictates what you need to work on. Other times we're working on the big things in life. You know, you, a person, a positive. That's the thing. You don't just go through cruise control your whole life. And you look at your life, and certainly for the big decisions in your life, you think very carefully. How's it going to affect me? What's going to be? You know, people do big things and they make serious errors sometimes. Serious errors. Or they, take, they pick ideologies, as I spoke about last week at length, and, and they get caught up in it. The Chazal Omru, our sages of Blessed Night, told us, Whoever looks over their, their ways, their ways, you know what their ways is? It's their path. You know, you know, as I said last week, someone tells me, I'm Moroccan. What the world does that mean you're Moroccan? You have an excuse to be high tense or I'm Russian. Very serious. You know, the world, I'm Israeli. Someone, 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 someone told me they're not patient. Someone told me. So you're not patient? I'm Israeli. I had a Moroccan-Israeli tell me that one time. Moroccan, she told you those words, right? He told me that. He said, I'm gonna, my behavior might seem gruff or rude or this or that. I'm Moroccan, I'm Israeli, I, I can't change it, it's the way I am. Yeah, exactly. I just want you to know it's nothing personal. Yeah. I said, I'm a New Yorker, so it's nothing personal right. either. So, so, so a person who looks over their, their ways, and if that way is actually not productive, if that way is detrimental, right, and if that way is um, you know, hurtful, they should make sure to change their, 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 their ways. And don't say, this is who I am. This is who I, my, my mother was like this way. My father is this way. This is just, you know, I, I'm, in the, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, it doesn't make a difference. If it's, good, if it's not good for you, don't use it as your excuse. And if it's not good for you, I'm, I'm by nature quiet. Well, if you're by nature quiet, I know this is unbelievable. There is a person I know who, who I, I was in yeshiva with. He's a married guy. He does, he's not a talker, he's not a shemizer. So he told, told me that my Rosh Hashiva, who married me off, her Zelig Epstein Zatzal, her Zelig Epstein was when the Gedali Hador passed away in his late 90s, about uh, close to 10 years ago. Um, so he actually was one of the great Sadiqim. So he told him that when you date, he couldn't, he kept, he dated for years, he couldn't get married. So he told me before he dates to read the newspaper, so he has something to talk about the dates. So he could have like said, say the rest of his life, I can't, I'm not a spoo, I can't, I can't date. You gotta think about it. If you can't schmooze, you gotta figure out a way to, to know how to talk about something. You know, so he kept telling you, and he's married, he has kids. You know, you don't just say, oh, this is who I am. I, I, I can't do it. I can't, or I am, or you get caught up in this. I, I'm not patient, or that's it. Or just, it's not even thought process. I, you know, I. You know, I I, I mentioned this. I think I said this story. I once had someone in my sukkah, a lady who, who had multiple degrees from Ivy League universities. And she was a member of the Reformed Temples. So I said, she said she's a member uh, of one of the programs. I said to her, you know, so why are you there? She said, oh, I'm very comfortable there. 
So I said to you, you're very comfortable there. Do you believe in it? Like, do you believe in do you believe in reform? So she looks at me, and I guess the person's a brilliant person, and I, she says, I said to her, like, why would you be in a place like you're religious? You know, if you're good in a place, why go to a place because you're comfortable? Like, if you be comfortable, you know, not the, in, in Orthodox, it doesn't make a difference. Either it's true or not true. I said to her, there's only one thing that makes a difference. Not where you're comfortable. Is it right? If it's right, good. Then it's, and if it's not right, comfort's just your, what you're adjusted to. Comfort is you grew up that way. It doesn't, comfort is like your, your comfort zone. Like, that's, you do things that you're right. So if, if being Russian or being Moroccan or being Israeli or being American is right, great. And if it's not right, it's all it is is a comfort zone. And if your mother raised you to be crazy tough, you know, I just read a story this morning. This is a true story. A girl became a convert. And, and she was telling over, my, I, I was reading this over my breakfast this morning. An eventful, eventful morning. I read my breakfast. I didn't get some grain bread because you don't have some grain bread. No, no you get. Uh, but I still, uh, my t- I, I read, eating breakfast, I had an article in front of me by uh, Mahamadia. So this is Rabbi David Kaplan, who's a who's a, a rabbi in Eretz So, so the following story: So he, he is at his table, and a girl, uh, one of his students, about you, married a Gioris, <coughs> and this Gioris told him that she was sent to a school at the age of nine, a boarding school, to be a gymnast. To be a gymnast, and the, this boarding school put a lot of girls into the Olympics. Her parents' goal was to get her into the Olympics. And when she was 12 years old, was getting close to Olympic, or 13 years old, getting close to Olympic tryouts, she tripped on the bar and broke her collarbone. Obviously, that it was going to put her out of commission for a while and probably not get her chances. Her parents, she was grew up in Connecticut. Her parents flew to, to Arizona where the school was. And she said that the first thing that her father said to her, before he said anything else, I'm very disappointed in you. That was the first words that came out of the father to his 13-year-old daughter. The first words, I'm very disappointed in you. She's saying, there, this poor girl breaks her collarbone. So it's very common. How was your relationship with your parents? Uh, no, it wasn't so good. But you think about it. This pro- father probably came from some doctrine, some hush- some a guy, some worldview, like you have to push your kids, you know, and like it pushed his kids not to do better, but to push them away from him. <laughs> push they would have nothing to do with him, you know. It, it was it was a push off, it was a turn off. You know, if, if you there there are parents, and, and you know, he actually what his point was this is very common. There there are Jewish Orthodox parents who do that to their kids. What happened in yeshiva today? You didn't do well. And they don't turn. You think a, fa- a father, any father doing to any kid, whatever the subject matter is, you act that way to a kid. You think that kid wants to have anything to do with what you want? You care more about what you want than the kid. Right? But there are people that have these ideologies. That's or that's who I am. That's my parents raised me this way. You know, you listen to some of these these, these Asian mothers, these Russian mothers, Jewish Russian mothers. I'm like, you look, they kill their kids. And I'm not saying to exert. I'm serious. And now you see it. You've seen it, no? You've seen it, right? I'm not making it up. And so, and, and it, it's there's a plus. What? I did it myself. You did it yourself. Okay. No, it's not. Uh, we'll talk. We talk. Right? Yeah, but there's there's a plus to it, but it can be a negative. And if you have an ideology, like anything else, it may be negative. In marriage, you know, I expect my spouse to say apologize. 
Right? Maybe good, maybe bad. But if it's not working, you better flick it over. <laughs> you know? So a person has to call some or a person who thinks about their ways in this world. He'll see the the uh, Yeshua from Hashem in the world to come. Right? Uh, and even if you be with eyes open, you see what I have to work on, what I have to. What, how I have to apply myself. Uh, we couldn't be successful with the Yitzhahara unless Hashem helps us. Right? Unless Hashem helps us. will be very happy, by the way, for many of these people in your room. I'll pick on you. You guys are all, all you ladies are said it's a, it's a, not should say, come on a, on, a, on a Wednesday night. You can be relaxing. You come to hear Hashem's word. Right? But he still, Yitzhahara says, okay, they came to the class. Well, we'll just say, but we can't be so holy. Can't be so religious. Can't be so great. You know who I am? I'm not so religious. I'm not so okay. And then, and, you know, it'll push us, you know, not to do so much. But maybe uh, someone here could be the person who brings Mashiach. There's no one, everyone in here could be the person who brings Mashiach. Everyone in this room could be the person who does tremendous good for Kalal Yisrael. You know, there, there was a lady who was the most, uh, it's a true story. Uh, that the 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 Chavon Rosh Hashiva of Sarna, one of his sons became a Chassid of Ger. Ger is the biggest Chassidic group in Eretz Yisrael. There are over a hundred thousand Ger Chassid in Eretz Yisrael, and he, he married into the family of the base Yisrael, which is the Ger Rebbe. So the Rosh Hashiva of Chavon, you know Chavon Yeshiva, one of the biggest Yeshivas in Israel, right? The Rosh Hashiva of Chavon, and they're marrying the Chassidic Rebbe of Ger. And so you had all the Hasidic Rebbes, all the Rosh Yeshivas, the, all the camps that were there. Uh, and at the wedding, Chatzkel Sarnas gets up and said, um, that I can tell you one person, everyone thinks that their Rebbe or their father in this room was the greatest saver of the Jewish people. I will tell you one person that helped the Jewish people more than anyone else in the past century. Who could that, and you will all agree. And they're looking, who could that person be? It was this Hasidic Rebbe, it was this Rosh Hashiva, the Rabbanon Kala, the Chazanesh, the Ritzkarov, the Gerar Rebbe, the Belzer, who would it be? The one person everyone's going to say was the most influential person in the past hundred years. And he said, Sarashnir. So he said, Sarashnir. Now, Sarashnir was a, was a lady, she was not married, <laughs> she was, didn't grow up, you know, she didn't have anything going for her as far as she had political connections, she, she was probably very bright, but not the brightest person in the whole generation. She was a person who looked at, what could I do? Is anyone, anyone could have been Sarah Schneer. You know, to be Rabbi Aaron Cutler, Rabbi Aaron Cutler was a genius as a little kid. To be the guy, Rabbi, well, it helps be born to that family. <laughs> That's a good starting place, you know. You usually know there's a lineage over there. You know, Sarah Schneer, she was a, a simple lady who was a tailor who looked at, said she was putting clothes on, on Jewish girls and, the, it, and it bothered her to no end to see that these Jewish girls were not inspired at all and they were leaving, you know, they were leaving Judaism. <laughs> and was looked at what could she do? And you know what the Yitzhahara makes wants us to do? He, he wants to break us down. That I'm not going to have such a happy life. I'm not going to be such a good davener. I'm not, I can't be that religious. 
I didn't grow up this way. My family situation doesn't allow me to do this. Right? You know, it's always the husband's fault or my parents' fault, my children's fault. Somebody told me once, I'll never be happy. So, well, I, without acknowledging, I said, why? My child. Something about the child. I can never be happy because of this child. Never. It's a child. It's a, and this person believes that. They will never be happy because of this child. So that's just almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, it's a, so we can't be the Yitzah. But if we don't, if we don't do our efforts, Hashem will help us. Hey, Hashem helps us when we make the effort. If we make the effort. If Habal attire, Hashem assigns us. If you make the effort, Hashem helps us. That the Rosha, the Yitzhara, the evil inclination, waits for the righteous to rest and destroy him. Hashem doesn't, won't let him. If we make the effort, if we daven, if we look over our lives, if we make the effort. We make the effort. We take the time. And night before we go to sleep, we write out our lives. Or we think about it. You know, I'll tell you the truth. I will walk home tonight. I don't have a car here. I walk home when I get home at night. I think about my life. I think about what, and I, I'm not always, sometimes I space out. So I don't get it wrong. I my phone rings. But I try to walk home on purpose. Not only for the exercise. Think about my life. I go for walks to think about life. When I was in the near yeshiva, you know, I was learning all day. I used to go to the roof sometimes, look at this, and just think about life. I mean, yeshiva, I'm thinking. Yeah, like, it's not a joke. You'd be reading Hashem's Torah and everything what you're doing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that people read Gemara all day and never think about Hashem. <laughs> it's so easy to, you know, to, to lose focus. Um, Right? For sure, He won't think about it. You don't think about yourself. won't think about you. If you don't care about yourself, who will think about you? That's what the Gemara says that a person that doesn't have proper das discernment should have mercy on him if a person makes dumb errors dumb errors career choices you 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 you, 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 you know you invest with the wrong people you marry the wrong people or you're, you're in marriage you just do hurtful things or you're a parent and you hurt your children or you're making spiritually dumb mistakes you know why because you're not thinking it through <laughs> you, they, you're, they're not thinking it through you don't have to be merciful on them you, you, because we're all, Hashem's not going to help us if we don't help ourselves. You see a kid failing and failing and not doing anything to help themselves. And you try to help them and they still don't do it. At a certain point, you don't have mercy. You, I, I try to help you. I give you a job. I just. And Hillel says, Walk out with this tonight. If I'm not for myself, it will be for me. If you don't think, if we don't think about our own lives, we don't try and contemplate and conjure of his bonus how to do better. No one's, Hashem's not going to do it for us. <laughs> you know how we're successful? When you go home, when you go to sleep before night, you think about your life, what could I do better? And we're honest with ourselves. And we look over our lives. And we say, what's comment on how, what could I do more? How could I do more? A, a person contemplates that. And conscious, that's the first step. 
success. And the greatest impotence, says in Sosasham, is being overcome with life, tired, with work, and busy. I once, you know, I once mentioned, I said, somebody didn't think every second of life they were either at work or as entertainment. They were not, they would think on their phone, in their house, when they said they'd turn the TV clicker, they're never thinking. Right? The, the whole lives they go through without contemplating their lives. Our goal, if you want to advance and avoid Hashem, is really to look at ourselves, know ourselves, think how we can do better, and then when we, when we apply it, better than everyone's success. We'll pick up next week with on this note, uh, and we'll go from Kyle. Yes.